0: And welcome back to the South End Zone here on the Belly Up Sports Network, coming at you live on a Thursday night, a couple of days late due to Halloween and uh, military commitments and all the other happenings. I am your host, Jason Bailey. I am with Eric Mulhair as per the usual. Eric, what's happening, dude?
1: Same old stuff. Nothing uh, Nothing real notable. Got through Halloween unscathed, and uh, yeah, that's about it.
0: hmm well, did you uh, levy some uh, heavy dad taxes on any of the candy that was brought back home?
1: No, but the week is young. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot. of. I mean, there wasn't a ton of candy brought home anyways. Because um, of the two still left in the house, only one went trick-or-treating. Uh, the older one, for the most part, stayed hanging out in the driveway with me. You know, handing out you. candy. So yeah, I and I little think little. he already split some of his take with her, anyways. And it, the reality is, I don't really need a ton of candy. Like I'm,
0: um, mm. well, it because was, uh, it is. I, I told my kids, uh, due to sweet tooth inflation, yeah, that, uh, taxes were going to be raised this
1: year. Uh, yeah, it, it's a rough economy for everyone these days, man. <laughs>
0: Indeed, especially on uh, specialty items such as nerds or uh, other things. Taxes might uh, get up to like 90% there, so it could be a rough time for them. Yeah, nerds
1: nerds put you in a whole new bracket, and now you're talking. Yeah.
0: yeah, Yeah, you bring those small boxes of nerds in there. If they're purple, they're gone. I'm taking them. I'm confiscating them. Just period. But anyway... Uh speaking of taxes, let's go over since this is our favorite time of the week where we drop some bets to try to pay our taxes at the end of the year. Uh let's recap a little bit real quick. Uh last week, kind of a uh a step in the right direction for us both. You had a killer week. You went uh let's see, four and one overall on the picks due to a backdoor cover by Colorado and then two and oh, in the bullpen. So stellar week for you. And uh, I've finished out with a three and four or no three and three week actually. And uh, went three and two in the bullpen looks like. So
1: overall. Yeah. yeah, By far our best week. Right. Total. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Really good week for us overall. You, you carried us a little bit there. Uh, we are both now tied on the season at minus four behind 500. So I am 26 and 30, nine and eight in the bullpen. So for me, I think it was that one bad week, man, that one and six week that I had that really just destroyed me, you know? So I feel like uh, yours is largely the same here as well, because you're 23 and 27, Four and four in the bullpen. So we're floating almost exactly the same for the season, but we have both had one week where we just got completely and
1: utterly destroyed. So, yeah, mine was uh, this was like week four, or week five, I think. I'm trying to think, I think it was week three, maybe that had all the backdoor covers. Uh, maybe. yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. week three because I had all my all my big underdogs, uh, you know, like Western Michigan at Iowa or Georgia Tech at Ole Miss and so on.
0: Yeah, and week six was the brutal week for me where I went one and nine between the actual uh, picks and the bullpen. So it was week six did me in, man, hardcore. So uh, aside from that one week, I'm having a pretty good year, and I'm just under 500 for the year. But we're going to keep moving forward, and we're going to get right because we still have some time to get into the plus column. Before oh, yeah. the regular season ends. We got plenty of time there. And it is a absolutely loaded slate this week. And I'm on the T box first. So I'm going to jump right in and make my first pick. And I've actually got two plays on this game, one of which is kind of a I, I don't want to say it's not fair, but there's an asterisk next to this one. Okay. So uh where I'm going to go, I'm sure you're going to join me, is the Service Academy game in air force and army. Now, I do think Vegas is starting to catch on to this,
1: yeah, to be clear,
0: because it is currently a 31 and a half point total. I don't have a ton of confidence there. I'm just going to bet it off of statistical principle here that it's covered like it's 45 and 10 and 1 since you know 2004 or something. So, I'm going to bet it but this is not one that I would throw a ton of money on if I was a better because 31 and a half is an extremely low total. And to be quite honest, I think army is so bad that it would not shock me if air force scored 31 points by themselves. Yeah. So I'm going to bet it, but I'm just saying if you're a listener and you're thinking about doing it, just be careful because it is a very low total. Now my other play on this game that I'm much more confident in. I'm just gonna lay the points of the Air Force, dude. Like I, I don't think Army is very good. They lost a UMass last week by like double digits. I think they've probably mailed it in. And I think Air Force is just a, a just a juggernaut for their level. And I think they're much better than Army. Could it be a closer game? Yeah. But would it shock you if it was a twenty seven to three final? No, it wouldn't shock me at all. So that's kind of what I'm hoping for. 28 to you know, 28 to 3 kind of takes you right up against that 31 and a half. So, kind of hoping for a 28 to 3 sort of game. And uh I'm going to go with that. So, I'm on Air Force minus the 18 and a half confident in that one. Much more confident than I am in the 31 and a half under, but I am going to take it just off principle.
1: And, and I was close. Ordinarily, I'd, I'd be like, oh, I don't care what the number is right under. Um, sure. The track record is the track record. And but like you said, and that's the big driver for me is that Army is just not good. Yeah. Uh, th- This matchup is going to be so one sided. And, you know, just like you said, you wouldn't be surprised by 28 to three. I wouldn't be surprised by 35. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just think. I just don't know if Army can get enough stops on them. So I'm going to leave that total alone, uh, which is unusual for either of us. But uh, my first one that I do feel better about is Florida. They're at home against Arkansas, and I'm going to lay those five and a half points they're getting. If you're telling me that Arkansas is going to go on the road and give me less than a touchdown, I'm going to take the other team. Arkansas is bad.
0: Yeah, they've lost, what, six straight now? Six. 0 and five and SEC play. Gators are coming off that beatdown from the Bulldogs. I I like where your head's at because Arkansas, I feel like they've kind of mailed it in for the year. They're on quit
1: watch big time. Well, they might, I don't know if they've quit or they just suck, but it's one it is one of the two. I know that. I mean they put up three points. <laughs> Could last be both. Week. Could yeah. be both. So less than a touchdown, I I feel that's like a, a, worth a shot.
0: Yeah, I don't hate that pick. That's actually a bullpen pick for me, so you can throw that one in the bullpen for me. I kind of rode with the Gators last week, thought maybe they could keep it competitive. You know, I wanted to see what Georgia looked like, and clearly Georgia is still Georgia, even without Brock Bowers, so it is what it is. But I think uh, Arkansas and Georgia, it's the complete opposite. Like, Arkansas is a a dumpster fire. So I like where your head's at, but not enough to – like, I just worry about, like, Florida getting off to a slow start kind of thing and then having to just sort of, I, I feel like it's going to be an ugly game. Like just Arkansas is it's going right. to try to Arkansas will try to m- make it ugly and just play nasty and run the ball. I don't know. I, I I feel like you're on the right side of it, but I didn't have enough confidence to actually take it. So I'm going to leave sure that is. one in the bullpen. All right. So for my next pick, uh, since I did a two for one there, on Air Force and Army. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to take Liberty, minus the 16 and a half. <sighs> They're just a machine. And anything under 17 against a team that... I mean, let's just be realistic here. They're not very good. So I'm going to go ahead and just lay the points and expect Liberty to keep doing what they've been doing. It, it just trying to get back to the line here hang on just a second
1: yeah uh, who do they even play
0: <laughs> well I, I don't so,
1: remember offhand and I can't I've find had so
0: it. many teams running through my head it's louis uh La Tech is who they're playing but I'm okay. trying to find I'm trying to find the line and make sure it has a move yeah 16 and a half so anything under 17 against a La Tech team that's three and six and is just not very good it's at home I like Liberty big here give me the flames I'll take them Minus the 16 and a half. And if it doesn't hit, oh, well, but right, I think Jamie Chadwell has just sort of inherited a machine and he just keeps winning. And I mean, Jamie Chadwell was a very lucrative source of uh, money for you over the last couple of seasons. And now he's at Liberty. So I'm just waiting for you to join and start jumping on the Liberty train with me, but you haven't yet to jump on
1: the train. Uh, not, I have, a, I think twice. Maybe just once, or maybe that was James Madison, our other, our other money train. Um, I don't remember. Um, hmm, let's see. Next, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to fade another bad team that I think is probably on quit watch, and I've faded them before twice and won both times. So give me the Huskers <laughs> minus three at Michigan State.
0: Oh, man. I, I I looked at this, but I just, I cannot bring myself to trust Nebraska yet. I, I just, I can't do it,
1: man. Like it's fair. I mean, that's fair, but they are five and three, and they have a path to the conference championship game.
0: Isn't that, I mean, wouldn't that be just like coaching? I, I don't know that you could classify Rule as like coach of the year if he were to make the conference championship because the Big Ten West is so fucking terrible. It's bad, yeah. But... Even still from where Nebraska was last year to get to five and three already, and you know, we feel like they'll be bowl eligible. I mean, I would think they win this game, but I don't yeah. hate the number at three. Well it's not
1: even that they're five and three. It's like they're <clears throat> a competent quarterback away from yeah six and two or seven and one, depending on how you feel about that Colorado game and how all those turnovers happened. But um yeah. you know, like they lost at Minnesota week one. They should <laughs> Should have won the game. Um, they yes. really, more or less, gave that away with late yeah. turnovers. But uh, you know, they're part of the game, and you got to avoid them. And if you make them, you deserve to lose. But they're they're at five and three. I don't know. I kind of feel like this is their best chance to get bowl eligible because after this, they get Maryland, Wisconsin, and Iowa. So there's no real gimmies there. That I think they are winnable games. But yeah, I agree. You know, but
0: Where are team. those games? Are any of those games at home?
1: Wisconsin is on the road. The other two are at home.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, I like uh, Nebraska against Maryland at home. I mean, shit, Maryland lost to Northwestern. So it's not Yeah, like they're, they're, they're all, not a beatable team.
1: They're all a winnable games. I think they're all 50-50 games. Yeah. Um, okay. So I don't feel like, oh, God, they can't. They're going to go in oh, 3 there. It's like It's I think they could get one, but I really yeah. like them. Um, and then three is not.
0: No, I mean, if if you're betting three, I mean, the worst that you hope happens is a push, and, yeah. you know, you don't lose anything. But for the purpose of the podcast, you lose a pick, but you, you're you not going to lose any money if you bet them at three and they win by a field goal.
1: You know? Right. So, so, and, if, you know, I'd probably still do it at three and a half anyways, but um, <laughs> I just I don't think three points is enough for a Michigan State team that, oh, I mean, they got so – uh, Michigan could have won by 70 last week against them. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of surprised they didn't with everything going on. More on that in a few minutes, but yeah, Nebraska indeed. minus three,
0: indeed. All right, book it Nebraska minus the three. All right, so last week I faded the Bulldogs, and not because I didn't think they were good, like it's like I said on the podcast last week, uh, it wasn't that I thought Georgia wasn't the better team than Florida. I clearly thought they were a much better team. I just kind of was thinking, eh, maybe a backdoor cover situation by Florida, something along those lines, right? Well, this week, Florida, or uh, excuse me, Georgia has Mizzou coming to Mm -hmm. town. Seven and one Mizzou, by the way. I have no fear. Give me the points with the Bulldogs. Just lay them. I will take the 15 and a half and lay them. I think Georgia is... A much much better team than Mizzou. I think they're 17 to 21 points better. I just I, I don't see a situation in which Mizzou can go in and keep this close for four quarters. I, I don't see it. I think uh, even if they, because Mizzou's run defense is not terrible. Okay, but no. even if they stifle Georgia's run game, I don't think they can stop Carson Beck slinging it around through the air even without Brock Bowers. So. I'm just going to lay the points with Georgia here and it's, it's a trendy thing to, Oh, Georgia doesn't blow people out. They don't whatever. Oh, well, okay. They're number two. They're not number one. Somebody voted Ohio state number one and thought that was a good idea. And if you want to piss off Georgia, don't put them at number one and watch what happens. So would not shock me if they just absolutely obliterate number 12 or 13, whatever they are, Mizzou. And, uh, Go on They're 12th. 12th. Yeah. So top yeah. 12 matchup. Yeah. Give me the Bulldogs. Lay the points. I'll take it.
1: Yeah. Now, in fairness to people say, you know, Georgia doesn't blow anybody out. I, I mean, I could see where you believe that if you just simply look at their two, five, and one against the spread record. But yeah. those are huge spreads as well. Right. The 51 yeah. and a half, 39 and a half, 27, 32 and a half, tw- Yeah. Uh, um.
0: I mean, their, their closest spread was last week <laughs> yeah if you're gonna give me less than 17 i'm gonna take it no i'll just yeah. i'll lay the points i'm comfortable yeah. with it 15 and a half all right um i'm surprised you don't have a play on that game that's surprising to me i figured you would take georgia
1: i i thought about it um and I haven't like completely decided not to. That That is a bullpen pick for me.
0: Ah, okay. So you're going to put it in the bullpen. Um, All right. Yeah, I don't hate that.
1: But I had others I, I guess I like better is the easiest way to say it. Um, yeah. Uh, including, for instance, um, Illinois at Minnesota, which is a game I will not watch one second of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I like myself. <laughs> but uh the other thing I like is under forty three and a half. I think that is way too many points for these two teams.
0: Minnesota's a tricky team, man. I, I have that written down, but I just can't bring myself to put it in the bullpen. I, I don't know. Like Bielma and Fleck, I feel like there's no way that I could bet that in any direction under the spread, whatever, I'm going to get screwed somehow. Oh, fair. So I just, I'm staying away from it, but I, I don't hate the under. What did you say, 43 and a half? Yep. Okay. Not a bad pick. Neither offense is very good. They both, well, neither team is very good, to be clear, but they're both better defensively than they are offensively. So I, I don't hate it.
1: Yeah. And that's, I mean, any. I feel like any Big Ten West matchup, you owe it to yourself to to really look at that total and have to talk yourself out of betting the under. I actually, uh, the offenses are so bad in that division. Like nobody is averaging 25.0 points per game. Ugh, gross. None of them. 0 for 7. (laughs) And Wisconsin is the only team that's above like 22. So 43 and a half for a a big 10 West matchup seems like it's right in that sweet spot of, yeah, this should hit.
0: Mm. Well, we'll see what happens. All right. I'm spraying the board this week. I got a lot of picks. How many more you got left? Just out of curiosity,
1: three and a bullpen, three and a bullpen. All right.
0: I got a few more than that. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to get back right here. So I'm either just going to go way in the hole or I'm right. going to shoot past the 500 mark and, you know, on to victory. So uh, next one, I text you today about this, actually, and I don't know what you're, you you did not respond. So I don't know what your thoughts are on it, but I think it's starting to, you're starting to see it. Like Dellinger wrote about it. A lot of people are starting to, you know, put Zach Arnett, Out there as like a potential hot seat candidate, Mm -hmm. Mississippi State looks bad. Like they're not. I mean, they're just ugh, gross. And I actually watched a replay today. It was on SEC Network, just happenstance. I watched a little bit of the Auburn and Mississippi State game. Dude, they're they're bad. bad. I watched. I
1: mean, I watched parts of it because that was one of my picks last week. I watched parts of it, like yeah, live, and it was awful.
0: Yeah, it was, <laughs> they look brutal. So I'm going to go ahead and lay the four and a half with Kentucky here on the road. I think Kentucky's uh, performance against Tennessee, it it wasn't as bad as like I thought it was. Like just looking at the box score, if you go back and actually watch it, like Leary played pretty well. You know, c- considering that they were just overmatched and outcoached a little bit. So. I just I think Tennessee out coached them, but I don't think Mississippi State can out coach Stoops. I just I'm not buying it, so I'm going to lay the four and a half on the road with Kentucky here, and uh, I, I think Mississippi State is just I think they're they're done, man. They're mailing it in.
1: Well, I also think they're done, which is why I don't think these teams will combine for 46 or more points. So I, I thought about taking Kentucky as well, but I decided that. Um, I don't think Mississippi State can score enough to contribute their part to an over forty-five and a half. So I'm on the under.
0: Yeah, that's it's it's a big question mark. I mean, Kentucky secondary has been yeah, kind of suspect at times, but between Mississippi State being a little bit banged up and not being able to block a soul right they
1: were they looked suspect against Georgia and Tennessee and somewhat against Florida. Mississippi state is like zero of those teams,
0: yeah it's, so it's, uh, ugh, I don't like it, yeah, not good, so all right, so I am on the minus four and a half. you are on the under forty five and a half, yep, all right. Next one for me, let me find this game before I talk about it because I've been looking for it, and I keep either scrolling past it or it's just not on here for some odd reason. But, okay, there it is. (sighs) Georgia State is a good football team. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: They're good. They're 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 a quality team. Yes, agreed. But I don't think that their lines of scrimmage can match up with James Madison. I just don't think so. And if you're going to give me the Dukes at less than a touchdown, even on the road, I'm going to take them. So, I uh, once again, until they burn me, <laughs> I'm going to continue taking them. I'm undefeated on James Madison bets this year. So, this might be my first black mark, but until I get one on my record, I'm just going to. Continue to be in the green on it. So give me the Dukes. Minus five and a half on the road here.
1: Hmm. Okay. Um
0: and the weather the weather's not supposed to be quite as nasty there in Atlanta as I thought it was going to be.
1: So it was it last couple of days, I think it has been looking pretty hairy up there. And I think that maybe they're a little more optimistic that it won't be too terrible. Right.
0: Yeah, I, I was kind of like, it could be a like piss poor weather game, but I, I think it's going to be okay. So give me, yeah, I, I like James Madison there just to mm. take care of business. I, I don't think, I think they're just in a different class in the Sun Belt, dude. I just I don't think anybody can match up with them.
1: Mm. I maybe should have brought this one up third and uh, stick with teams on quit watch that I'm going to fade. Ooh. Give me. Give me Houston plus three and a half at Baylor.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I think the wrong team is favored here, dude. Am I crazy? I think they,
1: I think they could be. It depends on which Houston you get. Um, You know,
0: uh, I mean Baylor do- the way doctor, they're playing right now. You're going to yeah, trust d- Baylor to cover more than a field goal? No way.
1: Yeah, uh, Doctor Jekyll Houston, I think <laughs> would be favored by three and a half, four and a half points. Mister <laughs> Hyde Houston. Yeah, you know, who knows? I really maybe just depends on you know which side of the bed Holgerson wakes up on that particular day. I don't know, but regardless of what Houston does, Baylor is bad at football. So, yeah, um,
0: yeah, Aranda, if he loses this one, like his, his, his chair in his office is going to be on fire
1: when he yeah, walks, it'll in just be air. a pile of ashes. I mean,
0: <laughs> it's not good,
1: yeah. So, hey. Coogs. And I hope they wear their baby blue, their their sissy blue uniforms for that sissy one. Sissy
0: blue. Yeah, even or though, even
1: wrong. though the NFL told them to stop.
0: Oh, my God. What a Bush League-ass move. That Like, the Titans are the biggest like dumpster fire in the NFL right now. And I should know, because I watch a lot of fucking Titans football.
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't hear much about uh, good going on with the Raiders. The last well, couple of days.
0: Well, okay. That... <laughs> Dude, the Davis family, that's a whole nother level of yeah. dumpster fire on a regular basis. I mean, they just fired their head coach, their offensive coordinator, their GM. I mean, Antonio Pierce is now their head coach. and I mean, wh- I would think Harbaugh might be their guy uh, relatively soon. But more on that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's talk about the big dog game for me for the week.
1: Oh, Coastal and Old
0: Dominion? Uh well, that's no. on that's on my list, but yeah. it's not it's not the big dog game of the week for me. Uh the big dog game of the week is LSU Bama. I mean, yeah. let's go. It's the game of the year for me. I like this game more than the Iron Bowl. Uh yeah, I love watching the Iron Bowl. It's great. I lo- I love it, you know, of course, but it just Bama LSU is just a different level. Ever since Saban came to Bama and LSU just hates Nick Saban. And we've always hated LSU, to be fair. But that just, it's been a nasty rivalry. So it's my favorite game of the year. Every year, both teams get a bye before each other going into the game. So they're always fresh. They've always had two weeks to prepare. So it's usually like just a high-powered, well-coached matchup. Now, this game opened at Bama minus eight and a half, and it screamed down. And it got all the way to like, I think it got all the way to two and a half in some places. Let me double check. I think three
1: is the lowest I ever saw, but I didn't. Okay. It
0: it might have only gotten to three. Yeah. It looks like it
1: didn't look particularly hard either.
0: Yeah. It looks like it only got to three, but uh, I think it's a bit of an overcorrection. If you're going to give me just three, I'm going to lay it with Bama at home here. Um, I think it's one of these things. Like, obviously, Bama's pass rush to start the year was not that great. But I think it's come along nicely. And I don't think they will make the same mistake they made last year where they just let Jaden Daniels run around and they don't put a guy on him when they should. I don't see them making that same mistake again. LSU's defense, not all that great might step up in this game. I don't really want to touch the total. It's 61.5. That seems a little steep to me, but it might seem a little low to other people. I've heard other people betting the overs, so I'm not touching the total. I got no no feel there, but if you're just going to give me Bama at a field goal at home against an LSU team they're looking for revenge for after ruining their season last year, basically, I'm going to take Bama and say they... Uh, remind everybody that they're still Alabama. Mm.
1: So I'm not going to have a play on this game. This is one of those, excuse me, uh, this is one of those, I think I would rather just watch it and enjoy it without any particular rooting interest. Um, Sure. And for me, this game, I think, comes down to how well can Alabama run the ball in the first, mm, probably quarter and a half. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I think that's going to be the key for them is limiting LSU's possessions and control the clock a little more. And, you know, if they can do that initially, that does open up some deep shots later on in the game, but I don't think they can just go toe to toe with these dudes and turn it into a track meet. I think they'll lose if they try that, um,
0: yeah, I think if it's a track meet, you're in trouble. Like if LSU's right. able to score at will, I think then you would bet on LSU in that situation. I don't yeah. disagree. So there. that's that's
1: the biggest thing I think for them is they have to be able to run the ball, whether that's the running backs, whether that's design stuff for Milro, mm-hmm. um, and open up some deep shots later on. And then defensively, I I think they just have to keep it in front of them. You know, make LSU if they're going to score, make them. Take a nine or a ten play drive. Mm -hmm. You know, don't give up a seventy-five yard drive in four plays in a minute sixteen. Yeah. Uh, So I think limiting their possessions and really slowing the game down, basically, uh, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, will be the key for them. Because if, if that overhits, then I don't like Alabama's chances.
0: Yeah, I, see, I, I do think running the ball is a critical factor for them, but for me, it's about one thing and one thing only, and that's getting in Jaden Daniels' face. They have got to get after him if they are going to win the game. If he is allowed to stand back there, he will eventually pick you apart because LSU's receivers are just too good. They're too good. Malik Neighbors will eventually get open. I mean, he might be open anyway, so you're just going to have to get to Jaden Daniels and put pressure on him constantly. LSU, in my opinion, is still going to get theirs. They're still going to score points. Um, I, I don't love the team totals here. It's like 31.5 for Bama and 29.5 and for LSU. I don't know that I love LSU to score 30 points in this game, but it wouldn't shock me if they did. So it's not one that I had a ton of conviction on. But for me, if they don't get in Daniels' face for a lot of the game, They will get beat. But I think Alabama is good enough to do that. I I think their pass rush is good enough to get in Daniel's face enough to create problems for him. Because if you look at the only other game where LSU has played a defense of this caliber, that was the first game of the year against Florida State. And we saw what Florida State did to them. And now, granted, you, you can argue it's a different team now. I mean, he did what he wanted against Ole Miss. The defense just shit the bed. But right. this is the best defense they've played since Florida State. And you could make arguments on which team's defense you think is better. Yeah, but I, I would, I would say,
1: probably lean towards this is the best defense they've played since last season. Yeah. The championship so, game.
0: Right. So I just kind of uh, – I think last year being in Death Valley, Alabama had 15 penalties in that game. They've played a much cleaner version of football the last few weeks, and as long as they don't have 15 penalties, then I kind of like them here. I I like them at home. Yeah, the the
1: procedural stuff on offense will kill them, right? If they get behind the sticks and they they got second and 15, third and nine, and they have to get one-dimensional, they're in trouble. So Yeah. I do agree that they have to they have to clean it. They can't have another ten penalty, twelve penalty, fifteen penalty game. They they won't win. So
0: where's so where's your feel? You know, obviously this is not for the purpose of picks, but just where's your feel? You like LSU? Would you throw a money line bet down on LSU at plus one
1: thirty two? LSU money line, um, just because I don't have strong feelings about the three points. I think it'll be mm-hmm. a close game. I think it'll be very competitive. So yeah, what is it one thirty? 132, or yeah. Something. yeah yeah 132. that's probably just enough value where if I was if I gunned to my head had to make a play it would just be that
0: mm. well
1: but I wouldn't we love are it.
0: On, yeah we are on opposite ends there so yeah I'm on Bama minus the three I'll take that and uh what do you what else you got
1: uh well you mentioned team totals a minute ago when talking about this game and I have a different one that I wanted to explore and that is Oklahoma over 33-and-a-half in the Bedlam game.
0: Mm. I was looking at this game hard. You know the weather's going to be really shitty. It's going to be like cold and windy AF. <laughs> it's that. It's I did not, but,
1: but Oklahoma can still run the ball. Uh, Oklahoma State, for as good as they've been the last month uh, in terms of rolling off the four straight wins, some pretty mm-hmm. good wins, they haven't played great defense. The, no. the offense has been excellent. They have not played great defense.
0: Well, Ollie Gordon's been excellent, to be clear.
1: He's sure. He's been better than excellent the last three weeks.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, that's what's funny about Oklahoma State. If you go and look at their schedule and you look at Ollie Gordon's stats, like the first three weeks, it's like three carries, five carries, seven carries. Yeah, I'm not sure. And then it jumps to to 19 against Iowa State, and they still lost. And then it jumps to 25, 29, 27, and he's just ripping off. I mean, for those of you listeners that don't know who Ollie Gordon is, the last two weeks he's rushed for over 270 yards in the last two games.
1: Each, yeah.
0: Yeah, each. So, I mean, you're talking about a dude that's just – I mean, he's he's averaging 10 yards a carry the last two weeks.
1: So, I, I don't know. But anyway, continue, please. Um, having said all that, their defense has not been has not been great, and I I thought about laying the five and a half with Oklahoma because I don't know if Gundy and Co can get enough stops to to keep within five. Net. But then I was like, well, I'm not doing any sort of point spread bet when Mike Gundy's involved. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you, you gun shy? I don't blame you. I mean, I, but but I, defensively, I do think the matchup favors Oklahoma, and I do think they can get to thirty three and a half. Oklahoma State has given up plenty of points. Um, let's see here schedule.
0: Well, if you're if if you trust PFF and their stats with regard to college football, then you would know that regarding this game, both Oklahoma. And Oklahoma State, because there's really only one stat that I use PFF to track,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I have to go to Reddit to get it. But uh, and please don't shut that down, PFF. But uh, it's missed tackles. Yeah. And if you check on Oklahoma and Oklahoma State with regard to missed tackles, you would know that they are both in the bottom thirty of the country yeah. in missed tackles. They both miss a shit ton of tackles. Oklahoma. Much better than last year at you know, worst in the FBS. Yeah. But they're still in like, you know, they're not even in the top eighty. So I I, I don't hate the over here because they both miss a lot of tackles.
1: Mm. Yeah, there's that. And neither defense is great. Oklahoma's defense has been okay for much of the year, but the, it definitely improved, but still not fantastic by any stretch. But you know, you look at Oklahoma State, they gave up 32 to Kansas, they gave up 34 to West Virginia, they gave up 34 to Iowa State. Like there's plenty of games within the last 4 weeks you can look and think is this a team that can really keep Oklahoma below 34? And I don't I don't think it is. Mm. So my first ever team total is the Sooners. Nice.
0: All right. So you're taking over 34 and a half, is that right?
1: 33 and a half.
0: 33 and a half. Okay. Cause I'm looking at it. It's 34 and a half on FanDuel and DraftKings. Oh, oh no, okay. there it is. There's a, there's a 33 and a half out there. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't find it. Yeah, there is one. So over 33 and a half. Yeah. I don't hate it. I'm, this is one of mine where I'm like, I'm just going to sit back and watch it. Uh, if, if you had a gun to my head, I would fade Gundy here and lay the points with Oklahoma. That's kind of where I'm at, I think uh, you know it is juice to minus one eighteen at five and a half, but I, I just if you're in Oklahoma state better, you could get it at plus six you know but uh or plus five and a half at basically even money uh it's I don't know. I kind of just want to throw down like a money line bet on Oklahoma State just because, but I can't bring myself to do that. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy. Yeah,
1: I mean, you get a game between two teams that are playing well, um, and then you inject Mike Gundy and all he brings. And then you inject the fact that this is the last Bedlam game for at least for the foreseeable future. Indeed. And it's just loaded with uncertainty. The only thing I'm confident in is that Oklahoma will score some points.
0: Well, speaking of things that I'm confident in uh, about scoring points, I am confident that Iowa sucks on offense.
1: Cannot, yeah.
0: And they can't score any points. I'm also confident that Northwestern can't score any points, especially against Iowa's defense. So, In the lowest total in the history of college football, I'm going to take the under. 31.5. I don't have a ton of conviction about it, but, I mean, it opened at 30.5, and and people have betted up. It dropped to 29.5 at one point, but it's back up to 31.5, so I'm going to get in on that action while I can. Right. And just take the under 31 and a half here and roll with it because Iowa unders are like USC overs. They're just, they're, they're free money at this point.
1: Well, I don't know how, how free it is this week. Cause it was either 76 and a half or 77 and a half. When I look at USC, I was like, oh. Washington's last couple of weeks that have been enough to scare me off of that number, but.
0: Well, I did, uh, I did read a little something on that and, this is actually – well, go ahead it, it, with your next pick, and I'll, I'll come back to that.
1: Okay. Um, my last one is a bullpen pick, and mm-hmm. it it's, it's actually three bullpen picks, really, and I don't know which play on this particular game I want to make yet, but it'll be just like uh, last week where I'll probably tomorrow at some point make up my mind maybe, um, okay. or I won't, and I'll leave them all three in there, but <laughs> – Michigan is laying 32 and a half at home versus Purdue. Indeed. That's tempting because I think, with how the last two weeks have gone, um, Michigan, regardless of what you think as far as uh, how they've gone about uh, improving, Mm -hmm. the reality is they're still a better team than Purdue. Oh, yeah. uh, By a wide margin. And I think that. I think the gloves might come off after how things have gone. and
0: Yeah, that'll they, motivate your players when people accuse you of cheating.
1: Yeah. Uh, people say, oh, you know, your whole team's a fraud. Uh, uh, I mean.
0: Well, here's something we do. It's, know. it's
1: an awfully Purdue, big chip on Purdue, their shoulder.
0: Purdue is not a fraud when it comes to sucking. Uh, right. We know, we know they suck. Well, Ohio yeah, they're State, 100% legit. <laughs> yeah. Ohio State, who for all intents and purposes, has not really shocked the world with their offensive performances this year. Uh, went down there and dropped a 41 spot on them, like sleepwalking while they were doing it. So this being at Michigan, I don't hate that at all. I mean, I think Michigan could win this game by as much as they want to win it
1: by. Yeah. So, and I think they might want to win it by a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, you because know, the whole world is going to know. Okay, well, with all this going on, there's zero chance that they're doing, you know, anything shady. So what you see is what you see, and I think they're going to try to take that opportunity to make sure that what people see is a team that goes out and wins, you know, by forty nine points or something. So, so that is tempting. Um, the minus thirty two and a half. The other wow. options I was considering with this game were the team totals. Because Mm -hmm. the team totals currently for Michigan are 41.5 and and Purdue, 7.5. Yeah.
0: Give me the under on Purdue. Well,
1: I'm just trying to think. It's like, (laughs) like, do I really think they can't just blindly stumble their way into 10 points or three Mm -hmm. field goals? Or like 7.5 is such a tempting number, but I don't – I could also see – Michigan, you know, being up forty-two nothing in the fourth quarter, and you know, blitzing on third and long. Indeed, Uh, you know, cover zero, send seven, type stuff. Uh, So I don't know. I I think Michigan forty-one and a half might be what I end up settling on, but it's it's going to be one of those three: either Michigan over, Purdue under, or Michigan minus the thirty-two and a half points. So Mm. I'll let you know tomorrow. Okay, that's fair.
0: All right, so add a couple of bullpen picks here, and then I'm going to open up the board, and we can just talk about some of the others we haven't mentioned. Uh, one of my bullpen picks, I don't give a shit if it's 86 and a half. I'll t- <laughs> I'll take the over on uh, Washington and USC. It's 76 and a half. It opened at 69 and a half. Uh, some of the stuff that I was reading today is there were a lot of like rumors and happenings floating around about Washington having uh, a lot of problems with a flu bug the last couple of weeks. And so
1: it is the season.
0: It is indeed. I mean, I've got a kid right now that's like sick with the flu. Okay. So it happens uh, this time of year. And so if you kind of believe what you're hearing and you sort of put two and two together, you're like, well, that makes sense if they're all battling the flu. And they kind of go down there and, you know, sort of slog through a game. They're all sick against a team that ain't worth a shit. You know what I mean? So you take that and USC, they're at home. They're going to score. Washington's defense is not all that dominant. It would not shock me one bit if both of these teams got into the high 30s. So I just, I don't know. I'm going to take over 60 or 76 and a half in the bullpen. Okay. I don't. I don't have any feeling on the spread. If I had to lay the spread, I would just take Washington minus the three, uh, because I think Penix will be able to do whatever he wants, but I I just, I'm not taking, not touching that because Washington, as we know in the past has been known to lay an egg. Occasionally they did it last year against Arizona state. So haven't seen them lay an egg yet and lose, but, I do think they'll they'll win the football game, but we'll see what happens. So I'm going to take over 76 and a half in the bullpen. And another one that I'm sort of on the fence about, but I, I wanted to leave it in the bullpen if I did end up taking it. Is Kansas being a two and a half point dog on the road at Iowa State a little bit fishy? Like, I feel like Kansas should be favored here. I mean, am I crazy? Iowa State's five and three. Kansas is sitting at six and two. I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like Kansas should be favored here, but I, I could be wrong. I mean, it, they opened as a one and a half point favorite, and now they're a two and a half point dog. I think that's a bit of an overcorrection.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Because
0: I... to me, it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback for Kansas. It doesn't. Like, Bean, to me, is just as you know, good of a player as – any other Big Twelve quarterback, you know, minus maybe Jackson Arnold when he finally gets his shot, or Quinn Ewers, but I don't yeah, know.
1: I mean, I Iowa State's won four of the last five. I mean, they went down to Oklahoma and got drilled. Yeah, but, you know, they they beat Oklahoma State, they beat TCU, they beat uh, UCF for Cincinnati a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they beat they beat Baylor. Who cares? Um, I mean,
0: I, yeah, for they, me, like. I, I they play good
1: defense, um, and they've been scoring more. They Oh, uh, here, there there's the schedule. Uh, Baylor, they scored 30. Cincinnati, they scored 30. TCU, 27. Even in a loss to Oklahoma, they scored 20 points. Uh, 34 against Oklahoma State. Uh, they're better offensively than they have been um, the last yeah. couple of years, and they're still good on defense. So I don't hate that they're a slight favorite.
0: I mean, Kansas just beat Oklahoma on the road. Or no, sorry, at home. They just beat Oklahoma 38 to 33. So if you want to bet on like the hangover effect and Bobby. But the
1: week before, I mean, they lost to Oklahoma State as well. So it's on
0: on the road. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just, I don't want to read too much into one game, but um, would you say two and a half?
0: Two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half point underdogs.
1: Mm, Yeah, I don't know that I would take that um, either way, but yeah, I mean, I would seem unreasonable for them to be a slight home favorite.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, two and a half, I would probably, I mean, it's not great value at plus 112, but if you're gonna tell me that, I don't know, just two and a half is not enough for me, but I don't know with a ton of confidence that Kansas can go win that football game, but I feel like they should. I feel like the wrong team's favorite here. So put Kansas plus 112 in the bullpen. Just do it. Put it in the bullpen. Okay. All right. So a game that we have not talked about, but it is a relatively big game, still has uh, quite a bit of SEC-level implications here, is Texas A&M and Ole Miss. Yeah. What's your feeling on this game? Because I'm looking at the line. It's minus three for Old Miss. It's at home. The totals fifty four and a half. 54 and a half. I, I don't know what to make of this game. Like, I feel like Old Miss should win, but I feel like it's a good line.
1: I think it's a very good line. Like, I don't, I could not draw one, like, meaningful opinion about this game. Looking at, you know, the line, <laughs> the totals, the, the anything. I was just like, should be a good game, I mean anytime you get Kiffin and Fisher on the same field uh you know they're yeah, Petrina, they're both trying to Petrina embarrass each other,
0: yeah yeah,
1: you know I know um you know last year oldest one they ran for like three eighty on those guys. Oh yeah. And you know, Kiffin, you couldn't stick a microphone in his face fast enough talking about <laughs> oh well, I thought Jimbo said we were clowns and well, you know, let's talk about you know that and not the, the three hundred and ninety yards we had rushing or, or whatever. He just they they don't really seem to like each other all that much. And I think they're gonna go out of their way. It, sh- it should be a really hard fought game. And I'm looking forward to watching it.
0: Well, yeah, the uh I mean Old Miss won the last time they played at home. They beat them by 10. And last year, they won on the road by a field goal with all those rushing yards that you mentioned. And I don't know, man. I feel like Kiffin still pretty motivated, uh, still playing for a lot. You know, I mean, if, especially if Alabama were to lose this weekend, then they're squarely in the driver's seat in the SEC West until they play Georgia, clearly. But still got a lot to play for, a lot on the line. Their only loss is to Alabama on the road. So what are you going to do? I I don't know. I feel like Ole Miss wins the game, but I didn't have enough conviction to take uh, anything really. Okay. Next couple of big games here. We're going to talk about Texas minus four and a half at home against Kansas state, sort of a potential trap here for Texas. Uh, You know, they're kind of, you know, their backup quarterback's gonna be starting. Malik Murphy's gonna be the guy. He looked okay ish last week. He didn't mm-hmm. really set the world on fire. I mean, he's got great receivers and a good running back, all that. So but Kansas State playing really good football right now. And they Colin are. Klein's they're they're using that two quarterback system they got going on. Colin Klein's doing work with the play call sheets. So I don't know, man a four and a half seems it's kind of a dead zone for me. Like if this were five and a half or maybe six, I'd probably be all over Kansas state, but I don't know what, what, what's your thoughts that or the I total would, 49 and a half.
1: I thought about taking Kansas state plus the points, um, mm-hmm. even though they're on the road because they've been throttling people lately. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So I, they, I, they lost out of Oklahoma a, state, but, the, the other a, four out of their last five games they won by double digits
0: yeah uh, they've been a missed opportunity for us the last yeah. three weeks so they were a they were an underdog three weeks ago at Texas Tech they were an underdog they yeah won they won by three, three
1: scores right yeah they, they, they won 38, TCU by to 38 yeah
0: yeah they're a five point favorite uh at home against TCU they went 41 to three and then last week they're a 17 and a half point favorite at home against Houston they went 41 to nothing. Like, they're just crushing people, dude. So Yeah,
1: they are. Uh, the, uh, rotating in um, Avery Johnson has been yeah. kind of opened some stuff up for them, and they've been playing really good. And I was tempted to jump on that, but that line moved so much back and forth that I, I got – honestly, I got scared off a little bit. I mean, it went four and a half, five and a half, six and a half, five and a half, six and a half, five and a half, four and a half. And I'm like you, – you almost feel like – there there's people out there waiting for a certain number, and then once it moves, they're just dumping money on it. See, and, and then for, it goes back. Me, and
0: for me though, dude, I don't know that there's a quarterback in the country that's worth I mean, maybe there's a couple. You could you could think of a couple, but if you were gonna say quarterbacks that are worth like a full touchdown on the spread, mm-hmm. You would throw in guys like Michael Penix.
1: Yeah, as I say, Penix. Penix. Might I would argue he might be the most irreplaceable player in the country.
0: Yeah. As far as like, if he
1: went out, what do they do?
0: Yeah, I would say Drake May, but their defense is so bad that that doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. So to me, like you, you take like Penix, Nix, Ewers is one of these people where I feel like if Ewers is the guy, the line is nine and a half or ten right now and so i don't know man i just i think it's a good sort of number but i i lean to texas here but it's i kind of want kansas state to win to create chaos
1: <laughs> you know yeah, and it would yeah it definitely would
0: but i from an alabama fan perspective obviously i would want texas to win and continue to make us look good but um It won't break my heart if they lose. So I don't know. I just didn't know what you thought about that. And then another one. Oh God, this game. And honestly, I can't believe you didn't get on this, but, uh, and maybe you did, but Notre Dame, that was a typo had to have been the other day.
1: This is one. Yes.
0: That had to have been a typo because what I'm looking at here is that it opened at three and a half and it's down to three. So Notre Dame is a three point favorite on the road at Clemson four and four in the conference. Clemson who yeah. we talked about in depth the other day. <sighs> I don't know, man. Clemson is a wild card. I don't know what they're going to do <laughs> week to week. I mean, do, yeah, should I, I just either. like, take? should I just take the Irish here and <laughs> put it in the bullpen and literally believe that Clemson and Dabo could be four and five after nine games.
1: If it stayed just, at three, I think you'd be okay. I wouldn't go any lower than that. But yeah, you know, even Clemson with with the losses, um, it's not like they've gone out and played terrible in those losses. No, you know the the Florida State game. We talked about that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, losing at Miami in overtime. That's not a terrible loss. the The Duke loss looks bad when you see the final score, but they yeah, had that, chances to make that a game.
0: Yeah, and they, they had, out they outgained Duke in running yeah. and passing. I mean, they the they moved
1: really the ball. Good. They just had bad mistakes at the worst possible time, and it it really skewed what the final score looked like. But
0: yep.
1: So I don't think they're in in terms of like true talent level. I don't think they're a four and four team. I do think they're better than that, but. Uh, two and six against the spread also tells me that they're underachieving in some form or fashion consistently. And I don't know that Notre Dame is a team that you want to be underachieving against. Um, so uh, and it kind of comes back to what you said. I don't know what I'm going to get with Clemson. I might get the team that outplayed Florida State for three quarters, three and a half quarters. Mm -hmm. on a play-for-play basis, or I might get the team who shot themselves in the foot repeatedly against Duke. Like, I have no idea. So Yeah. All
0: right. Well, while we're sitting here, I've got a handful of picks I'm going to throw into the bullpen. Uh, Oh, my goodness. I've heard enough, and I'm going to throw these three into the bullpen, and I may call some of these up to the active roster, but it's three games I wanted to talk about because I was sure you were going to take this one. But uh, Coastal Carolina, What's your thoughts on the road at Old Dominion here? The backup man, Grayson McCall's out. Yep. Uh, Backup man threw for three bills and three scores last week. Uh, Old Dominion's four and four. They're tough. You know, they can play some tough football. But Coastal's five and three. They're on the road here. They're only minus one and a half. I mean, all they got to do is win by two. I'm going to put Coastal in the bullpen, dude, and just say they go up there and get a win. I mean, am I crazy?
1: Yeah, I thought about that, but I, I, I pulled up the highlights of that Marshall game. I wasn't able to watch it. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was the ESPN Plus or something. I forget what it was broadcast on. Oh, NFL yeah. Network, I think, which I don't get. But um, And that's another game where final score, like, oh man, they won by 28. It must have been really one sided. No, not really. Uh, <laughs> because Marshall turned the ball over, I think, three times in the red yeah. zone, they missed a field yeah. goal. Twice Uh, in the
0: first half, yeah.
1: So it's another one of those, like, well, they didn't really outplay it. And, yeah, that was with the backup quarterback. But um, I don't know. that If you have to rely on stuff that's not really sustainable necessarily, like turnover luck, uh, it kind of feels like you're playing with fire and your time's going to run out.
0: Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm going to throw that in the bullpen. All right. A couple of more here. Uh, dude, Pittsburgh is so bad. Yes. They're terrible. Mm-hmm. Narduzzi is crushing his own players. Shit's going sideways there. Fast. The Knolls come in at number four in the playoff rankings. I think they're going to be motivated, dude. Give me Florida State to go up there and just kick their ass. It's 21 and a half, but <laughs> Pittsburgh's fucking terrible. And Narduzzi, he is world famous for ruining people's seasons, but I don't think it's going to happen this weekend. So I think Florida State's motivated to go up there and handle business. So I'm going to leave that in the bullpen. I won't be taking that one, but it is one that I like. I think Florida State kicks their
1: ass. Mm, I think they need like,
0: to. Yeah. I mean, I, I that's what I'm saying. So. They're At, number four. They're motivated, dude. They, well, they want to be number one.
1: It's not even that. I, I, I think they want to stay number four. And if they're number four now, with their remaining schedule, they are in prime position to get jumped by teams who are playing quality uh, opponents in the next four mm-hmm. weeks. Because Florida State really is not. They.
0: No, they don't have anybody left that's worth a damn until the I mean, ACC championship. Right.
1: Which and is, who's that uh, going to be? Like Louisville, maybe? They're going to have to hope Louisville rolls in their 11-1. and one.
0: Well, and that's kind different. of – which leads me to my next bullpen pick. Would I just be absolutely off the rails to take the Hokies at plus 9.5 here? Dude, they've been playing a lot better. Like, I was really surprised I when I went and looked at this, okay – Louisville, we know about Louisville we've talked about them in depth, but something I did not realize when I was researching this game Virginia Tech has scored 30 or more points three out of the last four weeks okay mm-hmm. they've actually been scoring points they they played Pittsburgh yeah. at home they won 38 to 21 then they went on the road to Florida State and got beat 39 to 17. but that's Florida State on the road expected, right? And then they came back home for two games against Wake and Syracuse, in which they won 30 to 13 and 38 to 10. Two dominating wins. Okay. They're going on the road. I know it's Louisville, whatever. But common opponents, dude. I mean, Pittsburgh beat Louisville convincingly 38 to 21. That was at Pittsburgh. I mean, Louisville's undefeated at home this year, all that good stuff. They just dominated a depleted Duke team, but I don't know. I feel like Virginia Tech's playing good football right now, man. And plus nine and a half, <laughs> that's a lot of points. I don't know. It does. Maybe it's, it's, it's insane. It's
1: on the edge of like, yeah, I think Louisville will win. They should win by at least a touchdown, but I don't know.
0: I just don't think Louisville's very good, dude. I, I don't think they're very good. Like, I think their record, I think there's just some well, smoke. I mean, that's all I'm saying.
1: They drilled Duke, who's not terrible. They they beat a quality Notre Dame team.
0: Yeah, they beat a they beat a a a Duke that had no Riley Leonard, you know, and is depleted and beat up by injuries. And they did beat Notre Dame, and I get all of that. But dude, I just you lose to Pittsburgh, I think it kind of exposes who you really are. And so I'm just I'm not a. And Greg, Maybe,
1: but that could be a letdown this, game after beating Notre Dame as well.
0: Right, and this is not a, like a huge, sorry, Timmy, it's not a huge endorsement of Virginia Tech. Okay, I'm not over here saying that, oh, I think they're really good. It's just, I think they're, like Timmy said in the group chat, I think they're a little bit different team when Drones is at QB, and they seem to be putting up points and starting to look a little better, and we've I think as a podcast, I feel like, We've never thought that defense was really their problem. It's always been can they fucking score? Well, now they're scoring. And Louisville's defense ain't good. I don't give a shit what anybody says. It's not good. So put put the hokies at plus nine and a half in the bullpen. If it gets to double digits, I might take it. I mean that I, I don't know that it will, but if it gets to double digits, I may take Virginia Tech at plus ten, but mm. we'll see. But there's no there's no plus tens out there. There's one plus ten that I can find. But let's see, that is Bet Rivers, New Jersey, has a Virginia Tech at plus 10. So I'm not on that website, but if I can get a plus 10, I will and I will take it. So, mm. but leave, leave that in the bullpen for now because I right. think Louisville is a smokescreen. All right. Uh, any others that we have not mentioned? Auburn, Vandy? No, don't care about that. Cal and Oregon, it's a huge spread. Oregon minus 24 and a half. I I don't really have any thoughts there. Do you? No. Yeah. I'm I'm not really seeing anything else. I mean, we talked about Washington, USC, Michigan, Purdue, Miami, and NC State. I think is a little bit of an interesting game, but I I can't trust Miami to do anything. They're favored by five and a half on the road. I'm not touching that.
1: Yeah, that's another game. I'll be curious to see what the final is, but I don't have any, any real idea of what's going to happen going in, what Miami right. team are going to get.
0: Okay. Well, before we go, the last one I want to talk about, because we're just over an hour here. We saw Arizona beat Oregon State last week. Yep. Oregon State throttled UCLA. UCLA's yep. on the road at Arizona and Arizona is a home dog at two and a half. I, it, I, I don't know that the right team is favored. I mean, Arizona's been playing really well, dude. Noah Fafita's just lighting it up. Yeah,
1: they're. I don't know. It's like we've been saying. It. Arizona is a. They're a good team. They've been kind of punching above their weight. They're seven and one against the spread. So taking them yeah. plus the points. You know, would be far from stupid. Um, yeah. I mean, they they dragged Washington State around by their hair. Um, this you know, they almost they almost knocked off USC. They played Washington tough. They lost Washington, I think, by a touchdown. Yep. Um, same thing with Mississippi State. They went on the road and lost an overtime game. So they've been they've been hanging with teams, um, which is probably why you don't see a huge number. You know, in a. Um, a matchup between, you know, six and two and four and four or five and three or whatever they are. So yeah. Five and three. Um, but I, I would be tempted to take Arizona plus the points. Cause they seem to be all about wrecking seasons.
0: Well, I'm going to do it. Put them in the bullpen for me. Give me Arizona. I faded them a couple of times this year. They burned me both times. So I'm going to quit fading them. And I'm going to put a little faith in them. Cause and now, granted, that is Chip Kelly. So it's going to go the opposite of what I expect. And UCLA will probably get on there and just blitz them. But, you know, whatever. I don't care. It's a bullpen pick. I just, it's a side I like, just don't have enough conviction to take it. So, all right. Well, that is going to wrap us up for the week. We will be back with you on Monday night uh, to recap all of this action. And hopefully, we're both in the plus column after this. So uh, run us through all the bets real quick before we go.
1: Well it's not gonna be real quick because you have like 17. Um (laughs) I'm on (laughs) I'm on Nebraska minus three against Michigan State, Florida Mm -hmm. minus five and a half versus Arkansas at home.
0: Is it five and a half or four and a half?
1: Um, it was five and a half when I looked this afternoon. What's it what is it right now? Uh let me check. If it's minus four and a half, even better.
0: Yeah, I think it's four and a half, if I'm not mistaken. Let me double check because I had that one written down and yeah, it's four and a half.
1: Okay. Well, yay me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Four Florida. and a half. Put that. That's what I was saying. Put that in the bullpen at four and a half. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, that one say, don't,
0: don't take points away from us now.
1: Um, Illinois at Minnesota. I'm taking under 43 and a half. All right. And I'm taking under 45 and a half in the slog that will be Kentucky at Mississippi State. Yeah, I'm taking Houston plus three and a half at Baylor uh, definite WTF potential wrong team favorite, and I'm taking Oklahoma team total. I expect the Sooners to score over 33 and a half points. Uh, My two bullpen picks are Georgia minus 15 and a half at home against Mizzou. And one of Michigan over 41.5, Purdue under 7.5, or Michigan minus 32.5 on the spread. I don't know yet. Yeah. You have the Service Academy under. You're also playing Air Force minus 18.5. Liberty minus 16.5 versus Louisiana Tech. You're also on Georgia minus 15.5 in the Mizzou game. You're laying 4.5 points with Kentucky at home against Mississippi State you're laying five and a half with James Madison on the road, playing the Panthers of Georgia state Bama minus three versus LSU and the Iowa Northwestern game. You're taking under 31 and a half. Uh, you got Florida minus the points in the bullpen, Washington USC over 76 and a half Kansas money line plus plus You're laying a point and a half with coastal and 21 and a half with Florida state. You're taking Virginia Tech plus nine and a half versus Louisville and Arizona plus two and a half versus Chip Kelly and the Bruins.
0: Whoo! Let's go. That is a spray in the board week, baby. Let's yeah. get back in the plus column. You love to see it. Boy, a lot of favorites there, though. Ew. I don't know. I don't like taking that many favorites in a week, but it is what it is. And, uh, you know, I, before we came on, uh, I talked about. I would probably take Texas tech minus the three here. They just went up 17 to seven. So
1: mm. uh, yeah, Well, it's a good thing. Out, I left man. that alone. Cause I was thinking that I might like TCU in that matchup.
0: <laughs> yeah. I kind of uh, Texas tech at home. I kind of wanted to take them, but they're a wild card, man. They could still lose this game.
1: Yeah, so. I A
0: lot of game left. Indeed. All right. So that will wrap us up for the week. We'll be back with you on Monday night to recap my 72 picks that I made. And Eric's like seven that he made. And, <laughs> Hopefully, uh, I'm in a. Hopefully, I have a strong lead after this week. But yeah, we'll see what
1: I happens. have seven, and I'll be adding one more. Yeah, indeed. To your fifteen. Yeah. Well,
0: whatever, dude. I might add a couple out of that bullpen depending on what happens between now and Saturday. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> but uh, we'll be back with you Monday night. You can find us on the internet on the interwebs at South End Zone Pod. You can follow me at Jason Bailey forty seven. You can follow Eric at Eric Molehair. And we'll be back with you Monday night. See you then. Thank you very much. Have a great day.